0: Welcome back to another episode here on GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Vince Kramer. And here's a bit about Vince Kramer. You could always imagine miracles inspire change from within. An airline pilot, military veteran, transformational trainer, and mentor and Clear Conscious Channel. Vince Kramer brings a unique experience to the world of transformation and purpose-driven growth. His past experience in a stereotypical macho field brings a more integrated perspective to the softer field of personal growth not often seen, which is really needed. As a speaker, teacher, guide, and best-selling author of Mastering the Art of Success with Jack Cainfield, Vince's distinct combination of experience, education, and research helps him develop powerful talks, workshops, and online training in finding happiness and success by living life by their design, keyword by their design. A co-founder of Imagine Miracles, he passionately believes everyone is unique And the creator of their own life. It is his desire to inspire and empower men, women, organizations, and families to find success and happiness by designing and creating a life fueled by their desires. And without further ado, please welcome Vince Kramer to Gems Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Genesis. I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait to see where our discussion goes.
0: Yes. So we are going to really dive in on. How do we get people to really experience a conscious or crisis wake-up call? Because sometimes it's like they're just going through life, or I call it, are they living or existing? And then how do people know that things aren't going quite right in their business? So let's start to dive into those topics and really Give them the meat and potatoes. we've We've already had the appetizers, but now it's time to dig deeper and go beyond the surface later.
1: So what I want to share is we don't have to worry about creating conscious wakeups or crisis wakeups for us. they they come. Uh, the universe is delivering. It's uh, they're there. We just have to one learn to pay attention, and then two, Take action when we're in the window. So I had three conscious wakeups in my life. Actually, I had many conscious, I had three crisis wakeups in my life. First of all, 9/11, uh, one of my friends crashed uh, in the airplane that crashed in Pennsylvania. He was the captain. I, I just retired about a year ago f- uh, from United Airlines as a commercial airline pilot. I actually flew that flight number one week prior. So if if it would have been 9-4 instead of 9-11, I probably would have been on that airplane that went down in Pennsylvania. Um, so that was number one. But as I said, we have to listen and pay attention and take action. And I didn't. I learned from my grandfather that I was invincible and that I just needed to take charge and make my life happen. So I just kind of blew that off. So second wake up call came crisis. And that was when America uh, United Airlines went bankrupt and I lost 60% of my pay. I um, took a cut in my uh, position. I lost my retirement and I didn't pay attention to that either. I went out and bought some businesses to build my retirement back up. So I I didn't listen there either. And then the third crisis wake up was when I came home from work one day and my wife said she was no longer happy and wanted a divorce. And that got my attention. I finally started to go out and look at what all those conscious wake up calls I had meant because My entire life, I felt there was always something missing, and that was that conscious wake-up call, and I didn't pay attention. But I started to pay attention after that third crisis wake-up. So we all get them. They all show up in our lives. It's just, do we pay attention, and are, are we important enough to pay attention to them?
0: Think so. And, you know, sometimes those wake up calls can come via that still small voice, or some people like to say the gut instinct, the intuition, or, you know, some people who don't even believe in that may say the woo woo. But I want to start with your third wake up call and work backwards. So your wife um, said that she was no longer happy. Did y'all manage to fix your relationship? And are y'all still married, or did y'all just dissolve the relationship?
1: Well, unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, make it work. Uh, we tried our best uh, through the experiences and, and what happened. But what I've learned is now that um, if it wasn't for that wake-up call and, and something that, that I believe we were kind of meant to do for each other, we were both able to grow and expand from the relationship, but then also from not being in the relationship anymore. So um, it it was meant to be a wake-up call, our time together, but then also, uh, it was also to help us both then get on the path of living life the way that we were meant to live it, the life that we truly are here to live, a life of desire when it comes to living on purpose.
0: Okay. And then the second um, incident that was a wake-up call for you, you mentioned that United Airlines went bankrupt. Were, did you ever affiliate with Continental Airlines prior to United or were you always a United um, pilot?
1: I was always a United pilot. I got hired in uh, 1995 wow. and uh, spent uh, 26 years with them.
0: And then with your retirement from being a pilot, because we all know that, you know, pilots are in demand right now, and especially what's going on. Have you ever thought about coming out of retirement and just going back maybe part time or?
1: Well, first of all, what an amazing question, because um, I've shared with people that I have two passions in my life, one flying airplanes, and two helping people find themselves. And um, I retired early. One, the COVID opened up the door for some early retirements, and I can't tell you how much I miss flying. I, I, I truly do. But for for me, one to go back into the airline world, uh, it works different than other businesses. You can't go into commercial, especially the big guys, as a part time pilot. And second. If I went back, I'd have to start all over because it's seniority based and my seniority went away when I retired. So, um, you know, the, the, the excitement and the benefits uh, of it as a captain are gone. I would have to go back in and be a first officer, uh, but flying is going to be part of my future. I, I I can't give it up. I need to be up in the air. I need to see the sunshine every day. So um, uh, what, what a great question, because uh, I, I miss flying so much.
0: And you light up when you talk about flying. And I know um, there are some local flight schools like I'm based in Houston and I have a cousin of mine who's actually training to be a pilot, but he's doing it with those smaller planes. And I know you have to have so many air miles and um, flight plans worked up in order to work your way up to the commercial airlines. So it's pretty interesting because I was like, it seems like a never ending um, schooling for pilots. But one thing that I've heard is whenever you go into the military, that's like your easy access. If you want to be a pilot or if you get a four year degree and then work your way around versus starting at the bottom. So is that a myth or a fact there?
1: Well, it used to be the truth. It it really did. I came up to the military. I spent 10 years as an air force pilot. Um, it used to be that way, but because of the shortage, like you mentioned, now the doors are open. I mean, you can go to these schools. United just formed its own school called aviate where people can apply to go through training and be part of that process, be guaranteed a job at one of our feeder airlines and then guaranteed an interview, not a job, but guaranteed an interview for, uh, united when they have enough hours to come fly for a big airline
0: that's awesome so for all you people interested in being a pilot and taking over the skies and getting us to our destination safe safely check out aviate with united (laughs) and then going back to your first um wake up call when that wake up call happened and you realized that you could have you know, been the one to go down in Pennsylvania. How did it shake you as well as shape your life going forward?
1: The interesting thing, of, of course, the loss of a friend, the, um, shall we say, the taking away some of the excitement of flying. Uh, of course, flying is inherently dangerous. You're, you're up in a, an airplane and, and I don't want to scare any passengers. Uh, we're well-trained and, and equipment is so much better than, than before, but there's some dangers involved in it. Um, but when the control, if you will, of your safety is taken out of your hands, there, you, you get sh- shaken and and the control was taken away in that moment because of the fear of terrorism and and whatever else is going to happen so that stuck with me probably longer than most in the world and most in our country the the, the effects of 911 but just like everyone else life starts happening again in those Doubts, those fears, those worries, kind of float away, and, and you're on with life again. And and that's what I shared earlier, Genesis, that we have to take action on these wake-up calls in our window, because after a while, you know, we get these wake-up calls happen, and it's like I've got to live differently. I want to be happier than this. You know, I, I know I'm supposed to be here and doing something. I want to make a difference in the world. And then life starts to happen again. And when life starts happening again, then the door shuts and we have to get another wake up call to get back into that space to be ready to take action again. So my window was fairly big with 9-11, but it shut down and boom, I was back on with my life until the next wake up call came.
0: It's like when the pendulum swings, like, you know, the pendulum is going to swing, you know, far to the left and far to the right. And then whenever it starts to find that equilibrium and that sweet spot, that's whenever your window of opportunity is open because there's a balance in between there. But sometimes we miss those subtle clues. And I want to segue into Imagine Miracles because some people could say when you are in that sweet spot and you're in that window where the door of opportunity is open, that can be your miracle making experience. So I want you to think about Imagine Miracles and what that means to you, but what do you want that to mean to the world?
1: Well, um, Imagine Miracles, when we came up with the business name, um, you know, the, you, you've, if you've been with any business coaches or you read any business books, the name is supposed to you know, mean this or do this or whatever. But we had to choose Imagine Miracles for two reasons. One, I believe, through quantum physics and through my understanding of spirituality and bringing the two of them together, that we truly are the creators of our lives. And we create with thought and feeling. Imagining is the use of thought and feeling to create the experience in you, to shine that energy out into the universe, to attract it back into your life. So that's where imagine came from. And then miracle, our definition of miracle is through an act of love using your gifts and talents in a way that others can use theirs fully. So that's where Imagine Miracles came from.
0: I like that. And when you broke down the Imagine part, would you say the Imagine part would translate to some people saying manifestation and the law of attraction? Because if you are imagining something, you are being a visionary and you're seeing the path out in front of you versus focusing on the past behind you. And then you are stating what you want to bring into your reality and you are heightening that. And then you're calling in those miracles because you have an abundant mindset. You're thinking of you know, the prosperity, you're thinking of the blessings, and then that's attracting itself to you which comes in the law of attraction and then the miracles start to take root and form because you're open and ready to receive
1: exactly and there's some things that when people talk of the law of attraction uh you you get bits and pieces of it here and there but it's it's really bringing it all together so um you know the law of attraction works with us being in alignment vibrationally with what we want this that's what you just shared with us but to be emotionally in alignment and you know so bringing the mind and heart in is probably the best way to put it to to bring the mind in it the electromagnetics of the mind the energy that we're talking to the universe that's mostly electric electro the heart the electromagnetic way we're talking to the universe is mostly magnetic so if we can bring the heart and mind together and we're, we're sharing with the universe what it is that we want. We're also bringing ourselves into a higher vibration because the thoughts and feelings are in alignment with it also. And then back to what I shared before, we still have to take action. One of the things that hasn't been shared and wasn't shared really well in The, the Secret, and as you know, one of my mentors, Jack Canfield, was in The Secret. Um. One of the things that wasn't shared is the, you know, one of the most important parts of the law of attraction are the last six letters action. So exactly. And, and we teach ways to use your imagination to create with thought, feeling, and bringing your senses into your creation process.
0: Yeah. Cause everything connects. And the reason why things have to connect is really to create those synergies. And I like that you Broke down, attract as an attraction because you have to start t- attracting, but you also have to start taking actions. And you take actions today to secure a better future. And now I want to segue into entrepreneurships. And how can we help entrepreneurs that don't know why things aren't quite right in their business get on the right track? Because sometimes entrepreneurs When they first start off in business, Vince, they're in business by themselves, but you're not in it alone because you can very well hire a coach to get you to the next level. You could build partnerships with other people who are in your same field without worrying about the competition because you can complement one another by, you know, leaning on each other and leveraging your skills and talents to really promote yourself and
1: them to the next level. Oh, Genesis! You, your question you made you made it too hard for me because there's there's several things that that I want to answer, and I and I hope we have time that I can I can answer at least two of them. So first of all, what I've found is that when we're in alignment with our true unique purpose. We know the energy that we put out in the world and, and how it affects people. That's our quintessence. The second is our gift. And, and our gift is the combination of our gifts and talents, plus the process that's unique to us to deliver them. And we've we formed them through every part of our life. And then the third part of it is the our divine intent. Our mission, our why. And I call it the divine intent because I truly believe we knew before we came to this earth why we we're coming and what the difference was we, we were to make. So once when we know those three things, we can truly choose what we do, how we do it, who we do it with, or who we do it for, and help us in keeping that vibration high. So what? We attract in what we want, right? So what I've found with a lot of entrepreneurs is they, they know what they want to share with the world. And they know they feel good doing it. And they know they're making a difference. But when we're not quite sure exactly what that difference is, there is a gap. And we sometimes make decisions based on the gap instead of filling the gap. So we don't necessarily align with those people who are being attracted to us, or we don't necessarily choose the business that meets our divine intent that delivers. Um, We got a lot of life coaches out in the world right now. And a lot of these life coaches are life coaches because that's the thing that they believe is going to help them make their difference. But for some of the people that are life coaches out there, there's a better way for them to make that difference. But because we have the rules of society, we we tend to follow them. so that that's one way that that entrepreneurs can really dig down and find out the difference that you're meant to make and then align everything that you do where you use your gifts, you use your talents, you use your process to deliver your why. And then you said competition and I loved what you meant there because if you're in alignment with your divine intent, your desire is to find people that are here for the same reason because you can help. There's 7.8 plus billion people in the world right now And and I've got a divine intent to help raise the vibration and open hearts. That's my divine intent. And, but 7.8 billion people aren't in alignment with how I share it. They're not in alignment with my gifts. They're not in alignment with my talents. They're not aligned with my process. So if, if somebody is attracted to opening their heart and raising their vibration and they don't resonate with me, I need to help them find someone that they resonate with so they can live that difference that I'm here to make. And that's why my competition should be my closest allies.
0: Yes, exactly. Because even though someone may not necessarily be aligned wholeheartedly with your vision, it does not mean that you can't do business with that person because they may have certain qualities as well as quantities that you can leverage and you could pour into one another, but also another thing is know who your tribe is, the people that will stand with you at the bottom, as well as rise with you to the mountaintop, the people that will call you out on your BS and call your bluff and your fluff, and they want to see you excel at all costs, so know who those tribes are, and then another thing is be So in tune with yourself that if your dreams don't scare the crap out of you, they're not big enough because they're not causing you to walk on eggshells and know why you were created, what your purpose is. And then another thing that I like to encourage some of my clients is, is if you ask yourself, what was I placed on the earth for? What do I want people to say about me when I transition to my afterlife, if you believe in that, or whenever I'm no longer a living body and soul here on earth? Do I want people to say that Genesis or Vince was this, this, and that? So if you think about writing your own obituary for whenever your time comes for your expiration date and work backwards, then you could see how you can take action now to attract the things in order for you to live life on your terms and fulfill your destiny and live according to your true purpose and mission.
1: And what I would love to see genesis is all of us get to a point where we realize that reason for being here and we live it fully before our deathbed so the legacy happens when we can see and hear and feel the difference that we make instead of looking back from it from a a higher vibrational spiritual way and saying oh yes I did make a difference I would love for everybody to see that difference that they make before they're on their deathbed
0: yeah that's beautiful so by laying a foundation and starting to see things materialize And um, Vince, as we begin to wind down, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with one or two gems. And remember, the mission here on this podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate.
1: The gem that I want to leave each person with is themselves. We truly are here as a unique being to help others live their gifts and talents in a way that they can show their uniqueness, your gifts and talents. They're a combination that no one else has. You might have gifts like this person or that person or a talent like this person or that person, but the combination is yours. And you develop the amazing process to bring those gifts and talents that you use in your relationships, you use in your business life, you use in every aspect of your life and once you uncover that per uh, that process you can understand how you can best share with the world
0: oh that's beautiful because your gifts and talents will always make room for you so don't keep them in a box because somebody needs that to connect with them in order to you know build upon their legacy and foundation so then, what's your call to action if they don't remember anything that we said about wake up calls, crisis, wake up calls, as well as being intentional? What do you want them to remember from this powerful segment?
1: Well, a couple of things, uh, Genesis. First of all, we've got a book coming out in June that Uh, Right now, we're in the middle of uh, bringing a title in, but it's truly a memoir of Mary and I and the journey through our wake-up calls and stepping into living our purpose. So it's um, motivational, it's educational, and it's also... um, written to open our eyes to some possibilities that we might not have considered in in our own lives across the board. So that's available. And then I've got some free gifts and I want to share a 20-minute a, a segment with some people who want to learn more about what might be stopping them in learning their divine intent in the next step. So what I'm going to do is uh imaginemiracles.com forward slash gems. And all that information is available. There's some free downloads. There's an opportunity to talk to Mary and I and learn about the book.
0: That is amazing. And quick question. Who is Mary?
1: Mary my wife and business partner, the other co-founder of Imagine Miracles.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So Mary came into your life after your um, divorce, right?
1: She's the one that uh, opened my mind and my eyes to some of the concepts that are in imagine miracles and, and how to best bring them to the world.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And how can the listeners and viewers connect with you um, on social media? If you hang out there and plug your website one more time,
1: you bet. So it's imagine miracles.com and uh, don't forget the forward slash gems for the free gifts. And then, uh, and that's all one word. Imagine Miracles on Facebook, Imagine Miracles on Twitter, Imagine Miracles on Instagram.
0: And thank you so much, Vince, for being a guest here on GEMS Podcast. I really appreciate this segment and I know it's going to resonate with our listeners and viewers. And once again, thank you again for your service in the U.S. Air Force and all the things that you're doing on the forefront, as well as behind the scenes. And for all our amazing listeners and viewers out there, I want you to see every wake-up call as an opportunity that you need to jump on taking actions to secure a better future for yourself. You may not be where you want to be right now, but that does not mean you're not going to get there believe in yourself trust your instincts and never let somebody place limitations on you because you are a barrier breaker and I need you to seize the day or as other people would say carpe diem because why you only live once and life is not waiting on you to jump on the bad wagon you have to start today so until we chat next time peace love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and follow us on YouTube, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. If you wanna hear more, feel free to reach out. That's gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp at gmail.com. Love ya. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S with G e n e s i s. Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.